everybody. Welcome back to Panthers Radio. I'm Wiggy, and I am joined once again by a returning guest who is one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite wrestlers, and prepare to awe, one of my favorite people. Aww. Wow, that's high praise. Right? I try. And I'm, and I'm like, nearly, like, 90% sincere about that. Yeah, you must not know very many people. <laughs> I choose they're just all assholes. <laughs> Welcome back to the show for his annual interview, the Deathmatch Viking, Danny Havoc. That's right. Yes. I am a Viking now. Previously, you may recall that I was a Deathmatch drunkard, but uh, I had to get a home loan, so we had to make things a little more appropriate. You know. I just assumed you're now a drunk Viking. Well, I think that uh, that sort of goes without saying. I think uh, drunkenness was sort of implied by Vikingness. By Vikingness? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Vikingness. Well, I now I kind of think you're like the dust. To me, at least, you're now the deathmatch groundhog. Goodness. Yeah. Right. Well. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was Joe Gacy. <laughs> he looks rather <laughs> groundhogish. I've been trying to no avail for some time now to sell him on the idea of doing some sort of a Punxsutawney Joe gimmick because with that big thick beard he just looks he looks very uh, groundhogish and um, but he has not uh, he has not heeded my veteran advice which I think will come back to haunt him and uh, and so you know obviously his career has suffered for it. If, well, if he's the groundhog, how you could be like the the, the deathmatch hedgehog. So I'm uh, I'm stuck in the uh, in the rodentia department. Like that's there's no way of getting out of that. As I was saying, if you're <laughs> limiting me to some <laughs> sort of a varmint. I'm you, yeah. <laughs> mm, you're varmint holding me. If you're only going to venture out of the rape den once a year for an interview, then yes, I am varmint holding you. Hmm. Fair enough, yeah. And I'd like to say that I think we just set a new record by going four and a half minutes before we mentioned rape. Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't I don't live in a rape den. I'm just occasionally sequestered to them. Um, just for clarification. This, you know, I, I live in a, a bungalow. But, um, oh! <laughs> like you do. Like you do. All right, I, I'm desperately searching for like something clever to say to that, and I got nothing. I was mm. I was not expecting such a uh, pedestrian answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, if all else fails, we can just uh, we can just talk about Nunavut because, <laughs> because that's clearly what I'm here for. Because damn it, Matt Tremont is not here to tell us otherwise. Yes. Well, uh, for the edification of uh, anyone listening who. Is wondering what the uh, <clears throat> what the circumstance was that uh, to which I have come out of my my self-imposed exile um, and anti-podcast, anti-interview, um, sort of uh, elusive, reclusive, sort of other rhymy words um, thing that I've been doing here for for a while now. Really, since the last time you and I spoke in this fashion, um, with a brief. Uh, brief foray into the sunlight for my pal Dysfunction and his short-lived podcast uh, sensation, which I think 
four people heard and three people were involved in and they count. Um, <laughs> but uh, the reason that I have, uh, I have broken my vow to stop doing uh, these sorts of things and, and come out of hiding um, is this uh, to promote H2O, the, uh, the upcoming show, um, which is more or less spearheaded by uh, the fearless... Captain uh, Ahab, uh, no, Tremont, Matt Tremont is the captain, and uh, and I am a staunch proponent of this um, venture. I'm really hoping that it takes off and because becomes something that uh, happens periodically, and, uh, and so we need to get behind it, and we need to show our support, and uh, we need to get people involved, and that is what I'm doing here today, but... When you and I previously discussed um, putting this little interview together, Matt Tremont was supposed to be involved as well, and he was to be the anchor um, that kept us from sort of wandering off as we are wont to do mm-hmm. and talking about nonsense. And, and uh, he's the one that knows all the particulars and the ins and outs, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm lending my name such as it is for, for what little it's worth. Um, that name of course being John Zandig, as we discussed last time and yeah. lending my name to, uh, you know, to the promotion of H2O, but, um, details uh, are not my strong point. I'm, I'm more of a big picture guy. And, um, and even then I'm not much of a big picture guy. So Matt was meant to be the, uh, he was meant to be the one, the, the compass that kept us on the right path and kept us talking about what we were, um, here to talk about. And unfortunately he had a series of, uh, of, um, inconvenient events in his personal life that, uh, prevented us from timing this so that we could all be on at once. And now I fear, um, it will fall into disarray. I, I give it a well-founded fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. if history is anything to go by. <laughs> yes, basically, Matt was supposed to be on to talk about the show, and you were just you were going to be on to look pretty. I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was the I was the eye candy that that you need so very much in uh, podcasts and uh, you know radio in general. Yeah. <laughs> just here to spruce up your imagination. Exactly. And, uh, well, I was bringing the enthusiasm because, you know, I'm notoriously uh, over-the-top, in-your-face character, exciting, on-the-edge, you know, a you ball of energy and uh, and what have you, um, obviously. Yeah. And so I was, I was simply providing the enthusiasm, and he was meant to be providing the... Uh, Actual the information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, you, it's okay. You can still be be bring out your inner cheerleader because I know you're dying to. And, um, oh yes. 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 Shake those pom poms. And uh, we will. <laughs> we are going to talk about the show. So we're going to make sure we talk about the show. It is coming. Well, I would hope so. Well, yeah. You know, we'll do what we can. Next Friday night in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. It right. is. Uh, it is a Friday, June the tenth. H two O. Islands of Woodbury, really. Uh, oh, Wood, Woodbury is a is a valley area, and and Woodbury Heights are of course the uh, the mountain range just beyond, where all of the uh, immortals live. I'm getting I'm wandering again. 
I'm sorry. No. I think Woodbury Heights, I think Heights just refers to, like, uh, we have more money here, so we want to differentiate ourselves from the other people in our postcode. So they're like the snobby Woodburyans. Woodbury. Just like you were just explaining for me, because I, of course, am a foreigner in your land. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know how these things work. No, yeah, I'm trying to trying to help you out. I'm your tour guide to Woodbury, <laughs> and the heights. And the heights thereof. <laughs> okay, so coming up in in the heights of Woodbury next Friday night, June 10th, is the debut show for H2O Hardcore Hustle Organization, which you've already stated is uh, the brainchild, the love child of uh, one Mr. Matt Tremont. And uh, you are very much involved in this. Uh, we we've spoken, you know, before um, about this, and and your very uh, very vivid enthusiasm for such. And uh, why are you so excited for it? Well, um, in a nutshell, uh, Matt has uh, Matt has been around for several years now and been uh, carving out his name. Uh, with a fork, uh, some sort of a, a barbecue fork or grill fork. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but uh, he's been carving his name uh, through this industry and uh, established himself as not only one of the most reliable, um, hardcore, reliably exciting, interesting, fun, hardcore competitors, but also as one of the most well-liked and well-respected on a personal level. He is one of very few people in this industry that I think you would be uh, you would be very hard pressed to find anyone who has a bad word to say about him and uh, except Tommy Dreamer and his forehead but uh, (laughs) to be fair though he was he was talking smack about your forehead too yeah the man has a real problem in general with uh, foreheads uh, that have been marred in any way and um, I don't know I think it's a I think it's a rude way to start a conversation, but, you know, what do I know? I've never innovated hardcore, so. Um, <laughs> I anyway. Would, I would disagree strongly on that, actually, but that's another. Well, it's not my nom de guerre, anyway, so. Oh, yes. What was you're too busy being a Viking and a hedgehog and drunk, and, I mean, you've got. Yeah, I have many like irons and many fires. Yes. Uh, yes. Really, uh, a man of the world, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, sort of a, you know, renaissance man for the dark ages is how I like to think of myself. And, uh, Matt is, uh, so, he, you know, he's, he's like, uh, a kid brother sort of figure to me. Uh, I've, I've been very pleased to watch him grow into the performer and the, uh, person that he is now, which I, I realize that sounds a bit uh, oddly sentimental, but no, I, I, I was there for for kind of his first break and uh, have been a, a proponent of his, an advocate for his advancement through the wrestling world ever since, and I'm very proud to see what he has accomplished, and um, so in one sense, I'm just um, I'm just promoting something that is, uh, you know, of personal import to someone who is of personal import to me. But there's there's much more to it than that. Um, you know, he's sort of gotten to the point where, as as we all do, where you know the the damage that we do to ourselves 
will eventually take its toll, something about reaping and sowing. I don't know. I'm not much for farming. But um, you get to a point where you start to uh, you start to look ahead and go, all right, the writing is, is on the wall, and I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, speaking of the end of his career, but you, you get to a point after you've been doing this for a while where you go, I need to, uh, I need to plan ahead and start thinking, what is the next stage of this? Am I going to stay involved in this industry? Is that something that I want to do long term? And uh, if so, in what capacity? You know, what role do I want to play? Do I want to make this a bigger part of my life? And I think uh, I think Matt is thinking that, um, you know, his reputation and the respect that people have for him and his uh, he's got a very good mind for the business. He knows how to entertain and he's good with people, so I think he's kind of thinking, um, you know, maybe maybe he would like to start parlaying his uh, his wrestling, or wrestling role in his life into, um, you know, promoting managerial stuff, whatever, and I have always had a similar um, fantasy, not the right word, but I've always, I've, I've always sort of fancied that idea casually like the idea of, of um, promoting your own shows or, or having having a backstage uh, role in that way but I've just never really followed through on it because I don't know that that's something that I want to I'm not as good with people I think that I'm more or less well liked and and somewhat well respected although uh, Nigel, what's his name, McGinnis, uh, he may disagree. Um, but, you know, it just, uh, I don't know that it's a role that would suit me, even though I like the idea of it. So, in my mind, I'm supporting a friend and helping him out, and also, uh, if we can get it going and make it something fun that the fans are into, uh, that the people like, you know, the wrestlers and staff enjoy working there, then we have a new place that we can ply our trade without some of the negativity and drama and stress and general bullshit that, uh, you know, is unfortunately very present in a lot of the other organizations that uh, he and I work for. So it's kind of, it's the idea in my mind is, you know, let's kind of make our own little clubhouse. Let's make our own place that we go and have fun, and let you know, if you start from scratch, then people can't hold past ills against you um, that were perhaps perpetrated uh, uh, by someone other than ourselves. So I feel like we we come in, we start something new, we try and get the fans on board and show them that, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be fun, and it's going to provide interesting, unique matchups. We're going to have... Uh, a lot of good wrestlers and uh, and do some stuff that maybe wouldn't be done in some of the other promotions and uh, try and uh, try and have our own little thing here, you know. And it's very much Matt's project, but um, I've told him I'm I'm more than willing to help out in any way that I can, be it uh, design work or uh, in ring um, helping backstage with various things, helping. Um, you know, make contacts, whatever. So I don't know. It's something that we're all just kind of really hoping that uh, that it takes off and we can make it a semi-regular thing. Because not that we don't love doing what we do at various other places, but there are, you know, there are some cons that would be nice to be rid of. We, we, Matt and I are very much 
alike uh, mentally. We're very similar in that we just like uh, drama-free environments. And unfortunately, wrestling, due to uh, big egos and uh, and an inherent immaturity, I think, probably in a large percentage of the perpetrators, I think wrestling uh, is just... It, seems to lend itself to drama and uh so we're trying to start something that's just going to be fun for the people to work there fun for the people who come for the fans and still puts on a good product and does something cool so that was a lengthy diatribe but i did talk about wrestling the whole time and i and i and i did as i was supposed to do so i'm patting myself on the back um as well you yeah. should be yeah, like Lanny Poffo. You deserve so. No, Lanny Poffo wasn't the one who pat. It was um, Barry Horowitz who used to pat himself on the back. I don't know. I didn't watch wrestling. I was just <laughs> trying to tie it in with wrestling. But you called me on it. Well, you can edit it in post. Wasn't one of them supposed to be? Wasn't one of them related to Randy Savage or something? I don't know. Yes. Somebody was related to Randy Savage. It's adorable. Probably Fred Savage. I do. <laughs> That I do any editing whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Well, it it actually it looks like a really really fun show. There is a fantastic mix of basically everything. You've got some, you've got some old timers. You've got some uh, of the hottest guys who are on the indies right now. You have. What do old timers like to be called old timers? I don't know that that that's uh, I'm, kosher. I'm, I choose to believe that the old timers don't listen to podcasts, so they're never going to hear me call them. Yeah, I'm that's true. Kevin Kevin Sullivan is likely not at home right now, going that bitch. <laughs> and even if he is, it's kind of cool. If Kevin Sullivan calls me a bitch. Yeah, he's okay. he's too busy mastering tasks or something of that nature. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, there's like there's an amazing mix of. Like everybody on this show. You ever watch those movies where people just uh, like like you know young young strapping bucks come up to uh, elderly fellows and they go, "Hey there, old timer, how you doing?" I always wonder, like I, I always kind of want to like uh, introduce that to my vernacular and like work that that sort of colloquialism into my uh, <laughs> into my conversation, but I just feel like I would end up you know somebody would smack me with a cane or something. I don't know. I feel like uh, next Friday night, June 10th, in the heights of Woodbury, Kevin Sullivan would be a good one to try that out on. Yeah, you think he's the first one that I should just run this by? I, I believe yes, let's, let's go for the, Let's go for the the elderly man who is most likely to be able to defend himself and beat me embarrassingly in a fight. Yeah. No, I want to go find a doddering old uh, semi-cripple and, you know, somebody with a... <laughs> A walker with the tennis balls on it, and like, hey there, old timer. And then if he gets if he gets up in arms about it, at the very least, I can probably outrun him. And I'm thinking it's likely I could overpower him, although I don't know. <laughs> I like that the first option is to run. Well, yeah, he's got, he's got a walker. That's, <laughs> that's four points of danger. Two tennis balls, easily removed for stabbing purposes. And you know there's something, like, sharp under there. It's, you know, there's, like... Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, whittled down... I don't know. Well, of course, yeah. They, they're the greatest down. generation. They were garroting krauts in the trenches in their 20s. These people haven't let down their guard. They're ready at a moment's notice to take me out behind the woodshed and uh, tan my hide. 
or possibly or possibly feed me a knuckle sandwich, <laughs> oh. which is a which is a phrase that I'd really like to reintroduce to the lexicon. I think that one is, uh, I, has has been ill underused for some time. All right, you know what? I'm down with that. I like to think that I helped you spread uh, the resurgence of fucking a. Oh yeah, no, uh, I've been hearing it everywhere. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie Sanders just used it in uh, the opening of his uh, his recent uh, debate, and uh, I I think I can take full credit for that. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you've done it once; you can do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a trendsetter. You are a trailblazer. You're just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Masochism really took off because of me. You know, <laughs> I think so. Uh, Self harming was. Uh, Scarcely even a thing before I made it sexy. <laughs> now all the kids are doing it. Oh, Lord. <sighs> yep. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the uh, H2O wrestling site. Would you guys check it out at uh, h2owrestling.com? Very very easy yeah. to access website. And I do notice. And I, I, I feel I feel um, that. I, it's pertinent that we clarify right off the bat that the uh, the two is uh, in reference to the fact that there are two H's and it's one of those little uh, little math things, you know. Yes. The uh, the subscript. Um, I don't remember what they're called, but uh, to the power of two, um, and it's not in fact a. Uh, it's H squared. Aquatic. It's not an aquatic yes. show of any sort. It's not taking place underwater or at action park or uh you know there are no super soakers involved to my knowledge there certainly could be i'm not opposed to it but um just just so that it's clear this is not uh, you know this, this is a funny little oh look it's two h's and h i get it because it's you know water <laughs> like yeah. the element of life it's h squared that's the one, yeah. Yes. Squared. Squared. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so as to the chicken. power of square. Exactly. Wow. I did. I took math. <laughs> so did I. There you all go. of it. I, t- I took all of it. All of it? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the whole thing. But the uh, plus, and you go up, and then there's the other. You go downwards. There's the clock face, which you count off by fives. All of it. I'm... Pretty well versed in uh, in the the numerical arts. <laughs> numerical? I'm surprised more people don't actually call it numerical arts. Yeah, I'm a regular uh, Pythagoras. Sure. Wow. Go with that one. Wow. I was uh, I start I started that sentence without uh, without having any idea what uh, reference I was going to make at the end, and it was a hail mary. But uh, pretty sure. Pythagoras had a theorem of some sort. Did, did you just did you just follow up your your raging math reference with a sports reference? Um, well, if I did, it was totally inadvertent. But uh, yes, fucking right. I've learned about the sports. I know much. You know, I know sports. much. Yeah, I know all, all of them. The you know, yes. the cricket and. Uh, <laughs> Ty Cobb, double dribble, all of it. Just, wow. 
you you truly are a Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Will the still? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know anything from within the last forty years? Say again. Do you know anything from within the last forty years? Ryan Bosworth. Um, oh. Was pretty, pretty cool. He had a motorcycle and a machine gun. I I don't know if that was on the field or off. I just remember <laughs> that we had them. I, I believe that was in that movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The Fridge. There was a G.I. Joe version of The Fridge. He was uh, he was some sort of a, uh, a gridiron star. Oh. Wow. You're, mm. you're, like, impressing me on so many levels. I just... Oh, yeah. Mind blown. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. The Afghanistan's great... national sport, Buskashi. I know a lot about that. So, really? With a, with a goat skin. You know, loaded. <laughs> Do you know hockey is not Canada's national sport? Uh, no, but that's ridiculous. Why is it not? Because lacrosse is. Lacrosse? Yes. That's ridiculous. Right. Nobody plays lacrosse. No. No. That's no. a foppish dandy game for Nancy's. <laughs> for foppish dandies. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I was trying to see how many um, vague references to homosexual slurs I could old timey homosexual slurs I could get into one sentence. I think I could have done better. I didn't practice. Well, you know. Now you know I was doing math. <laughs> you were too busy doing math and we could sports reference. Yeah. <laughs> Fractions. <laughs> Improper and proper. Oh. There's the dirty ones that you hide from your folks and you know, you look at them under the covers with a flashlight. Those are improper fractions. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. Where's Matt Tremont when we need him? I know. He's, uh... <laughs> he is certainly not keeping this one pinned down as he's meant to do. He's not. He's not. No. This is entirely... Anyway, back to the... Back to the... Rest. It's back, back to, to the rest. non... Non-aquatic wrestling extravaganza. Yes. Um, which is not to say that there will be no water there, so don't... Don't not come out of fear of dehydration. Um, that would be that would be a regrettable uh, way for you to misconstrue the statements that I am putting forth. Yes. There's absolutely no reason for anybody to not be there. I I am. That's right. I am so. Well, I think capacity is probably if we're going. You know, yes. if there's no reason for anybody not to be there. I suspect that sooner or later we're going to run up against some sort of. Uh, <clears throat> maximum load as the Woodbury Heights Fire Department is probably not going to allow everyone in the world inside the doors or we'll have an incident like we did at that Great White concert. All those people got trampled. <laughs> well, I can only assume that the building has windows. Mm. You can stand outside oh, through the windows. Pretty, it's a pretty big assumption. <laughs> well, I've never been to the Heights of Woodbury, so, you know. Well, what if it's a barracks? I windows windows are improper fortifications. <laughs> it could be a submarine, and I, I could be totally wrong. The entire thing could be aquatic, hence H2O, and I've just not been made aware. It could be a docked uh, nuclear submarine uh, of Russian origin, and that is why 
Matt Tremont had that Russian guy do a signing at his store not long ago because he was greasing some palms to get some decommissioned former Soviet bloc artillery, and uh, I'm getting off track again. Stop. Stop it. (laughs) I can't bring myself to stop you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's the worst. Yes, yes, but it is. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. It's yeah, windows or windows or otherwise, come yes. check out this amazing show yes. featuring yes. wrestling of all shapes and sizes, yes. um, and colors, mauve, aubergine, all all manners of wrestling um, that you could want to see. There'll be uh, young men, older men. Uh, female men, all sorts of, just every type of man and non-man you could want to see wrestle will be there. Um, minus like dwarves, I don't know that there are any dwarves. There could be dwarves. I don't could know. Be. We're, we're yeah, fine. Yeah, Drew Blood. Drew Blood is on the show. What am I oh. talking about? There are dwarves. <laughs> well, that brings us back to your match. Which, uh, this is actually, I, I am really genuinely disappointed that I'm not going to be able to make this show. And uh, your match is a, is a very big reason why. I mean, the whole card top to bottom, which we will run down so you guys know what what all of this is about, what we're talking about. Um, but your match really seems um, super, super fun. Uh, it is actually to crown the first ever H. Uh, okay, let's uh, hardcore hustle organization tag team champions, <laughs> and uh, it is you and Wrench Connor Claxton, the Nation the of Intoxication, yes. taking right. on Notorious Inc. Drew Blood and Gasp Nation Gasp. of Intoxication He's... member Devin Moore. The Nation That's is a real imp- conflict of interest, isn't it's, it? Imp- the Nation is imploding. 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 That's right. Imploding. What? Like is a going supernova. On? Um. Well, I guess. It, I guess it probably had something to do with Dev being a shrewd negotiator and a <clears throat> sneaky, uh, underhanded, sort of disreputable, morally bankrupt kind of fellow. Uh, there's a word for that. I just can't. I just can't think what. Oh, scumbag. That's what it is. Scumbag. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> all these synonyms and um, no. Uh, but I think he just more or less hedged his bets and he's like, well, Drew Blood is. Uh, you know, he's going to be booked on the show and he and I were uh, <clears throat> erstwhile partners in Notorious Incorporated, which I suspect that they never actually properly incorporated, but. I'm going to let that be. Neither here nor there. I'm not going to look into it legally. And uh, so, you know, there he goes. Uh, He's got himself a partner to take on Connor and I, who had already been uh, assured that we would be, we would be teaming on this show. And and in Dev's mind, it's, it's win-win because if he and Drew Blood win the match, then they've won the titles and Bob's your uncle and he's happy as Larry. And if, uh, Connor and I win the belts, then Dev undoubtedly will immediately go, well, Freebird rules, right? So he really has nothing to lose. <laughs> Drew Blood is the only one in this scenario who really, really has something to lose. So, 
<clears throat> yeah, if you guys win, Dev's pulling on that NOI jersey real quick. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a he's a shifty one. That's that is clever. That is clever. I didn't yeah. think about that. You know what, Connor might want to be real careful. Might not want to lay that wrench around. So we're uh, he he might be getting it to the back of the knee. And uh, oops, here I'll take over your title. Wrench. Well, I mean, if it were possible for anyone to lift that wrench, but Connor, then yeah, well, of course. Uh, but of course, no one can because of uh, the mystical powers imbued to him by. Um, we haven't crash. really gotten that. We haven't really gotten that far in the storyline, but just let's go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wrench is real heavy. The end. Very yeah. yeah. Only him and the couple people who weren't told about it <laughs> about the gimmick <laughs> can lift that up. And then... Otherwise, it's impossible. Right. But, yeah. So I am. I am real. I'm seriously disappointed. That match is going to be so much fun. Um, I know there's... Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. Don't get it all, all riled up. <laughs> sorry, no pressure. You're making already. promises on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> I, in no way, was I implying that Danny Havoc will be good and or entertaining in that match. No. no. Yeah, set the bar low and let me exceed their expectations. You know, I'll go promising things to people. No, he'll be there, he'll be conscious, take what you get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even that, but uh, no, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking very much to to getting my hands on longtime uh, friend slash occasional mortal enemy, as often happens in wrestling. Uh, Drew Blood. We were on opposite sides of a uh, team-based feud in the old combat zone here, not terribly long ago, mm-hmm. but. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, I just uh, he uh, seemed to evade me. I never, I never really got to uh, square up with him and uh, hurt him in quite the ways that I'd like to. And um, so I, I look forward to remedying that. Well, as I as I look over uh, the the website, and I will take this opportunity now to announce uh, to run down the matches for the show. You have your main event, which of course we've already mentioned. Kevin Sullivan's going to be on the show. He will be facing. Um, I don't think that. I don't know. All right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he will be facing the the promoter uh, and the, the CZW World Heavyweight Champion, the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. Uh, we have Eddie Kingston facing Shane Douglas, yet yet another old-timer. Yeah, I'm right. Pretty sure Slightly less old. But, Slightly uh, less old. Very much. Yeah, very equal this is very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Combinations of uh, of wrestlers on this thing. Definitely. Interesting juxtapositions. Ooh, uh, there's going to be an NWA Women's Championship match uh, as the the NWA Women's Champion Amber O'Neill will be facing Penelope Ford with special guest referee Amy Lee, and she ain't going to allow no shit to go down. No, uh, she not. She will not. I guarantee she will have not. You, have you have you been promised that personally? I have. She vowed that to you? Yes, she did. Isn't she the singer from Evanescence or something? <laughs> the sad thing is, I keep wanting to do this. Really. I'm just asking. I don't I, just, I, I don't follow uh, yes, Evanescence yes. or or you know. Yeah. You wrestling. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you you just plan evil things to do to Drew Blood. I'll, I'll yeah. Down, I'll I think about together. that keeps me up at nights. Yeah. I bet it does. I'm sure it does. We have uh, Jeff Cannibal facing Tony Deppin. Um, a hmm. really fun intergender match. I'm super psyched for this. The Which one of those two is inter- is 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 a female? Because I thought they both Tony Deppin and Jeff Cannibal were of the the male variety. I'm I'm getting. Oh it. no! I oh you're leading into the. I'm, I'm sorry. I missed. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Uh, you're welcome. Because I've seen both of them shirtless, and uh, I, I think. I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to figure out if I was suddenly excited about having seen one of them shirtless in hindsight, or... Uh... You can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you, I won't judge. So, like, you can be. It's totally fine. Uh, the bad boy, Joey Janela, taking on Lucha... I can't read the writing. Lucha Underground, Thunder Rose. Um, you're welcome You're welcome to guess the intergender in that match, if you like. Oh, oh, that's the, okay. Bad Boy Joey Janela, right. It's right there in the name. It is, yeah. But of course, so is Tomboy, and that's frequently used to refer to uh, women with, uh, you know, manly tendencies. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) He does have luxuriant, flowing locks. He does. He definitely does. She appears to as well, so that's, I don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah. Thunder Rose is the name? Thunder Rose. I like that. That sounds like an '80s like power ballad. It sounds like yeah, or like an '80s hair band. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And she has half of her face painted in the picture, like Day of the Dead painting. It's uh, it's very cool. I feel huh. like I feel like she is going to beat Joey Janela's ass. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm fine with that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be there on June tenth to find out. But I, I, I was gonna. To. You're gonna be there. I was. I'd already committed. Oh well, there's. Don't chide me. There's, <laughs> there's a general you, not a you you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Do you think she only has half of her face painted because she has a like a like a, a crippled sort of like a you know a bad hand, like a claw hand or you know one of those sort of things? She can't. She can't use it and. So she can only paint half of her face, and it's like a real, like, sore spot. And now I brought it up inadvertently on on podcast, and I'm making her feel bad. She's probably at home crying right now. God damn it, I feel bad now. Take it back. I'm sorry, Thunder Rose. You know, you look lovely with both of your hands are just fine, and we're all God's creatures. You know, you can't see her hands in her picture. You probably, uh, you know, probably by design. It's yeah. like when they had uh, FDR, you know, just like chilling with his, you know, feet up on the desk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe a slight, uh, slight misrepresentation of what happened, but similar, you know. Very similar, extremely similar. The, mm. I'm sure there's that's only one of many direct correlations we can make between Thunder Rose and FDR. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I could see that. <laughs> um, that's going to be my. Uh, that's going to be my topic for my. Uh, my thesis. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna say that's a mm-hmm. whole other podcast. We'll do that later. <laughs> There's also a fatal four-way. Uh, Funkins. Good lord. Yes. Does it have to be? Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not entirely sure how fatal it's going to be. Hopefully, not completely. 
But we have Sunny Kiss versus Arcadia versus Jigsaw versus Blackwater, who is really evil and creepy. Stop editorializing. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. And a four-corner tag team survival. Um, and we have uh, Storm of Entrails, which might be my... That's a good name. That is such a great name. That might be my all-time favorite name of, uh, of any tag team ever. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright, okay, cool. No, I mean, you know, whatever. It's fine. Nation of Intoxication is, I mean, Storm of is an awesome name. Uh, Nation of Intoxication is a better name. And I apologize. Is it working now? Like, are you able to record again? Yes. No. Yeah. Are you recording again? Yes, I am. Oh, so we're presently recording. We are on air. We are on air. We are live on air. I'm glad I didn't divulge any uh, deep, dark secrets. About that guy you killed and buried in your backyard? No, that's not such a very deep secret. I got lazy. It's about two and a half feet deep. Do you know how much shoveling in the hot sun is just killer on your back? I got no time for that. It's called a shallow grave for a reason. It's too much fucking work. And I mean, you're pale. You're going to get all sunburned out there doing it. Uh, excuse me. What? Excuse me. You're you're a little pale. I am am a golden (laughs) god. I am a bronzed California cool surfer king. You take that back. Okay, you're not as pale as, like, I am. Right. Because yeah. I don't live on the tundra in an igloo. Exactly. But I hear that's an aspiration of yours. Mm, yes. Not necessarily an igloo, but definitely tundra. Yeah. I want to live somewhere that um, I know people are coming, like, five miles away and have plenty of time to... Um, barricade my uh, encampments, get out all my guns and make sure they're loaded and ready to go, um, you know, set up some uh, booby traps, hoist, you know, hoist a log and some ropes and have it uh, ready at a moment's notice with some sharpened spines, dig a trench. As it stands currently, I usually have about 30 seconds from when somebody rings the doorbell to when they're at the top of the stairs and I have to answer the door and it's very difficult to get the gun out in time although I keep it loaded thankfully because uh, you know who never who knows what might happen there could be girl guides at the door you don't know what kind of danger I, you face I know generally it's just the person from whom I ordered delivery and forgot about it because I was drunk and they're concerned as to why they're getting a shotgun waved in their face and they demand to see their papers but um <laughs> Who else was in this uh, this upbeat, glass-half-full survival sort of match? Oh, yes. We have uh, Storm of Entrail uh, yes. versus, let me see, versus Frankie Picard and... Oh, this is... Jean-Luc Picard. This is so, <laughs> this is so bad. That would be an awesome tag team. <laughs> that would I be would an put awesome them over every time. That would be an awesome bet. Oh my god. Make it so. I'm I'm looking at the picture and I don't recognize many of the people in it. 
Mm, that's so, right. Text is an important addition to pictures. You should, we're we're going to have to have a word with the website person. We Add really text are. to pictures. This is, um, why, uh, this is why I should be running this website. Just throwing that All in. right. So we're going to say Scott Norton and um, Grand Naniwa is one team. <laughs> and um, let's see. The Extreme Shaw Hack Myers with, um, oh, I don't know, Octagoncito is the final team. And uh, it's, you know, because H2O promises exciting adventures and matches you've never seen before. So. Well, they definitely followed through there. Yeah, that's right. They definitely did. They also have awesome uh, T-shirts and hoodies for sale from our good they, friends at RandomThings.co. Well, friendly acquaintances. I don't know about good friends, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely do, and you should check them out. The, uh, there's a very cool um, very cool Matt Tremont versus Kevin Sullivan uh, shirt drawn by the incomparable Sei Ozawa, who does a lot of work for, he's a Japanese fella, uh, does a lot of work for um, deathmatch organizations uh, over there, Big Japan and such, and has done a lot of uh, designs for international deathmatch guys like uh, he's done necro shirts and uh, masada shirts and now he has done one featuring the inevitable clash of uh, Kevin Sullivan and Matt Tremont I think we all knew from the moment Matt Tremont entered the wrestling world that it was only a matter of time before those two crossed paths Um, and uh, it's a really cool shirt seems to be quite popular with the the folks at home They're, uh, they're flying off the shelves um, such as it were. And there's also shirts featuring a uh, snazzy little shield crest logo that uh, some cool guy designed that uh, you ought to buy because, um, well, support H2. I mean, I know that it's, you know, if you're buying a shirt for an organization that has yet to have its debut show is a little optimistic it's sort of <laughs> throwing caution to the wind and going you know what yeah this is the this is the company for me just take my word on it i've never steered you wrong before uh i'm a <laughs> i'm a man with a very reputable you know my word is my bond and uh i don't know that that's really relevant in this situation but you should you should buy the shirts if you can't trust danny havoc's judgment whose can you trust absolutely right that is a that is a statement that no one could ever find fault in. <laughs> that was a statement and a half. Plus, I mean, it's just a really badass looking shirt. I yeah, I, I like it. It is it is very very cool. Okay, I'm a little biased, but yeah, maybe maybe just a tad. Do you actually you have some other shows coming up? This is a this is apparently like now officially. Was that the entirety? Was that the entirety of the? Of the card, has it been run down thoroughly? It has. It has been run over. Mm, just like Vandek's car. Exactly. Exactly. By, by that that sneaky hedgehog fella, groundhog fella, Joe Gacy. I think wasn't he? Wasn't he ultimately? Um, it wasn't it alluded to that he was the culprit of that uh, heinous crime. I honestly have no idea. I, yeah, I don't know. I, Rick Clark tells me these things, and I take Rick Clark at his word because uh, he is a he is a man of great moral fiber. Much like yourself. 
much like myself. Fibrous folk we are. Exactly. Much silicone. Yes. So th- anyway. So this this is apparently now uh, the deathmatch season. And uh, yes, yes. speaking of Zandig, and uh, this this is kind of interesting. And uh, here's one of those random hard-hitting questions that I like to bust out mm. on you every once in a while and catch you completely and utterly off guard. Uh, I know. Brace yourself. Okay. I'm braced. So uh, in two days from now, because, uh, well, we are live currently in the present. When you guys listen, it will then be the past. And uh, We usually are live currently yeah. in the present. Yeah. I have been almost my entire life. Mostly, yeah. Uh, two days from now is uh, John Zandig's Tournament of Survival. Uh, Again, it's one of those glass glass half full sort of. Like I guess he's become an optimist. Much more optimistic. Before he he wanted a tournament of death. We need death. People must die. But now, you know, he's like, let's uh, let's hope everyone survives. He's he's very uh he's he's I believe mellow. He's enlightened. Yeah, Yeah. I think he's probably you know he's probably found uh, yoga you know doing some stuff like that. He's probably doing tai chi. He seems like a much more centered, mellow kind of... uh, He's a kind of gentler man. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that is coming up in two two days. And, uh, of course, next week... On the Sabbath. Yes. It is coming up this Sunday. That's why I remember it. This Sunday, which is Because I keep it holy. Oh, I believe you. And Mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be followed next week by Tournament of Death. There is only uh, one person who is entered into both tournaments. Mm, uh, that's not true anymore, I don't believe. Really? I think, uh, I think uh, Mr. Masada. That's true, Masada. I was, once upon a time, the, the lone uh, double entrant, and I, I was very pleased with that. And that was largely, um, <clears throat> that was largely based upon uh, there being some behind-the-scenes uh, tension uh, what was the conflict of interest and uh, DJ saying, oh, I really want my guys doing this. So I, of course, promptly uh, accepted the invitation as soon as, uh, as soon as it was given because I'm a dick. <laughs> but, um, no, I just like to get under his skin whenever possible. But then, yeah, Masada, um, you know, he's, he's just, uh, he was in the area and he's just too great at what he does to not be involved. So, and he was added. Yes. So uh, you have a tournament of survival followed by a tournament of death. Um, right. Yes. So uh, are you looking forward to one or perhaps more than the other? Surviving rather than death? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm torn <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's just awesome. Well, coming up I've been surviving for 30 years now and I haven't been impressed by a whole lot of it. So... Uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I made the wrong choice, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. Problem is, uh, you don't get a like start down the second path and be like, no, you know what? So your surviving was better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't really get to hit the brakes and and make a U turn and come back on that one. No. Yeah. Yeah, that one not so much. So okay, in tournament of death, uh, in the first round you have a light tubes match against a well-known adversary of yours. You have faced him many, many times, and they've all been really fucking great matches uh, as you're facing Alex Cologne. Oh, thank you. And, I uh, am indeed. You are indeed. And uh, in terms of survival, you're facing someone for the first time, 
uh, the the plague bringer Marcus Crane. Now, I've only recently been informed of his uh, plague bringing status, and I'm not uh, entirely comfortable with this because you know I've done a lot of silly things in my deathmatch career, but uh, I didn't know about plague. This is this sounds like an unpleasant. Is it like is he? Is he typhoid, or is he got, like, the bubonic? Are there going to be rings around the old rosy there? What sort of play? Is he going to give me pox blankets? That's what uh, I'm thinking. I, I suspect I don't want the plague, and now I'm rethinking the entire thing. Well, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and take, take a guess here that if you win, you won't get the plague. Yeah, is that how it works? I believe that's how it works. Hmm. I've done I've done countless hours of research in, yeah. into plagues, and uh, right. yes, and that is what I have determined is if if you win the match, you don't get the plague. Yeah, but remember when like the Red Engines massacred Custer, and then they all still you know died. Yeah, remember when I was Canadian? Mm. Mm. No, when was that? Was that a it's a, it's, relatively new. it's relatively yeah. new. Something I'm trying out. You saw Strange Brew and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. It's, it's something I'm um, out. But, uh, yeah, alright. So if I if I beat him, yeah. then um, the plague is kept at bay for another day. Yeah. Alright, good. Because I have entirely too many social diseases and whatnot. I don't need to be adding plague to the <laughs> to the list. It's so much stuff I have to check off when I go to a new doctor. It's oh. days worth of paperwork. I know, it's terrible. Man, yeah, who needs that? <laughs> you were so proud of avoiding that smallpox box for so long. I know. And then, uh, coming up next month, is uh, On Point Wrestling's... I don't remember what the tournament is called. It's the, it's the uh, Survival of the Sickest. Survival of the Sickest. SOS. S-O-S. I don't know if Matt Tremont had a hand in that, but he if he did, he apparently is big on like the puns and wordplay. Because H2O and SOS and all this business. He's pretty clever. Uh, I, I can appreciate yeah. a guy who's down with the wordplay. He's, he's crafty with his poetry. He is. He is. So you so we, we, we sort of think of him as like the Walt Whitman of Atlantic City. Only... You know, less gay. And more alive. Right. Fewer bridges named after him, admittedly. But For now. Right. Hopefully, someday, we'll go over uh, Bulldozer Bridge. And, uh, oh, I like that. It will separate, yeah, it will separate Atlantic City and, uh, I don't know, Maze Landing or wherever. There's actually a Tremont Crescent that I drive by every day. And I, mm. and I think of Matt every time I see it. So he's accomplished a crescent, but he's working toward a bridge. Yes. It's understandable. It's a natural it's a natural evolution. Yes. Crescent and Canada. You gotta work up from crescents. Bridge in New Jersey, yes. So uh <laughs> so you have you have several death matches. you have a painful summer coming up. Yeah. Every summer's painful. I hate the heat and oh, sunburn. Terrible. That is just shit I gotta keep moving north until I get someplace where it's like never above sixty five at the height of mid July. Then I'll be good. Anyway, yeah, there uh yeah, it's a, 
It's <laughs> it's in uh, well Svalbard probably. I'm going Svalbard. Um, it's an unpleasant summer, and um, and it's just become more so with you reminding me about the on point thing that it totally slipped my mind. Is that next month already? I came up quickly. It, it is. It is July sixteenth. It's another opportunity, though, to beat the ever-loving Christ out of Drew Blood, so uh, I look forward to that. I will cherish it. Yeah, like, I mean, this this really, the H2O show is going to be a warm-up for you. It is, yeah. I'm just going to, like, uh, I'm going to test out his jaw and uh, and then plant the seed that uh, causes, you know, the, the tree of fear to grow in his heart. Um, you know how trees grow in hearts and such. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're fed by the ventricles, and it's good for the root system. Bad for uh, beech trees. They don't do well. But, uh, anything popular, anything deciduous is... Uh, is. You know what? Um, I'm wandering again. And uh, <laughs> Just synapses are misfiring left and right. And uh, I've described... I've been... I've described my uh, <clears throat> my brain activity in the past as a uh, a whole bunch of uh a whole bunch of Helen Kellers on an old timey naval battleship just firing cannons uh at will because they're not sure if they're being attacked or where they're firing, but they're hoping that uh you know, statistics will sooner or later if they fire enough sh- uh shells then They'll have defeated the enemy that may or may not be there in the first place. So that's kind of what's happening in my brain. So there's a lot of synapses just sort of like just firing at random and, and aiming for nothing and not knowing where they will land. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of bridges are out in there and it's just sort of take your chances, roll the dice. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think maybe... Uh, <clears throat> repeated head trauma over a decade plus. Um, it, some argument could be made that it does eventually take a toll. I, I'm doubtful. Yeah. I'm skeptical. All right. Well, if you say it's fine, then. Oh, yeah. Again, I countless hours of research. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you can trust me. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I do math. Sure. Exactly. We're, we're all being in, entirely honest before coming. Exactly. So yeah, you have you have all kinds of uh, big stuff coming up. Several. Yeah, the show, uh, the Van Big show. Do you do you happen to know? I think that's an indoors show. I think I was it, I was told that. I really hope. I really hope so because I was just uh, just recently called by my old man who. Uh, as a as an old timey farmer type, um, his life revolves around knowing the weather, and not just his weather, but the weather of anyone that he might ever talk to. So he uh, he keeps the weather channel on pretty much all the time and calls me to tell me what I can expect because he knows that I live under a rock and I'm ill informed and uh, and I don't pay attention to important things like that. And so apparently, it's supposed to be quite. Uh, Quite a nasty little bit of rain and potential hail and uh, and what have you on Sunday. But uh, if the show's indoors, well, then that's really no issue. That's, that's actually a recurring thing, because I remember you telling me um, on one of the earlier times we talked, which you could listen to at pantslessradio.com, 
Um, I won't. <laughs> your support means so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> Was that uh, you were completely unaware of Hurricane Sandy until your dad called and told you, hey, there's a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think hurricane was an awfully strong word for it, but there was a there was a bit of a bit of weather. Bit of a drizzle. It was gusty. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The, the Zandig tournament is indoors, which All right, uh, good. which I was is just confirming that. You yes, it's uh it's pretty interesting. Like I know uh, there's been some uh, Carnage Cups that were held uh, indoors, but they seem to be like really uh very open gymnasium type well, of they're, they're very sparsely attendant. You could spread the people out. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I was trying to avoid the fact that there were 12 people in the audience. Yeah, besides, what damage could carcinogens do to that uh, particular element of the population? Exactly. In a steel, <laughs> Hasn't in a already been field. done by inbreeding. And <laughs> well, there goes that fan base. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening as well. I apologize. There were upwards of 20 people in all of those Carnage Cup audiences. Um, do you like having a death match tournament indoors? Sure. I like to really savor the carcinogens. And uh, unfortunately, when it's uh, when it's windy out and you get those sort of, you know, blustery uh, cross-plains winds that you get at uh, Markland's Little Acres in beautiful uh, Delaware... Um, you know, I don't really get a, it's just, it blows away all the, the gas that I like to, you know, it's like when you enjoy a cigar, you want to just sort of let it, let it sit for a moment and register, and then, you know. <laughs> okay, does No, I don't know, I like to do, I like to do a, a combination, uh, you know, indoors is nice, uh, because it, the inclement weather is not uh, an issue, and every year at TOD, that's a source of some worry. Is that uh, you know it's it's going to finally be that year where it's an absolute goddamn monsoon, and we all get just drenched and you know yeah. end up swimming to the ring, and uh, then then it would be H2O, and it would be an appropriate title, but that's the wrong show, so the reference would no longer make sense, and it would be frustrating. But uh, so far, knock on wood, we have managed to avoid any serious, uh, ridiculous downpours at TOD. Um, and so, I mean, it's nice to have it outdoors for certain reasons, but I, I like the uh, I like the assuredness that I'm not going to get rained on while I'm bleeding, because that's unpleasant. <laughs> Is it limiting, being indoors? I'm sorry? Is it limiting being indoors? Um, well, once again, with the capacity issue we talked about earlier in the mm -hmm. Great White concert, that's limiting. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of what I do, I mean, unless the ceiling is particularly low, I prefer an indoor show to an outdoor show. Um, I've never walked away from an indoor deathmatch tournament and found uh, ultraviolet ticks. Uh, on my person when showering after the fact. And there have been multiple times that the good people of Delaware have sent some of their uh, prize-winning bloodsuckers home with me as a parting gift. So, uh, that you know, that's a bummer. I like the corn, though. There's a lot of corn out back uh, of TOD, and, it's, you know, it kind of puts me in mind of being home, and it's uh, serene. I get sort of a zen-like feeling. 
We'll just sit around and bleed and eat some corn. Yeah. So, well, what's the point of bleeding? If it's raining hard, nobody can even tell how much you're bleeding. And then it's like, God, why did I even go to the trouble of, you know, siphoning my life force in this way? <laughs> I could see how that would be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I did like it though when I did like it though when uh, there was an NBA show or something something similar to this that was entitled Rain or Shine because the first one had been canceled due to rain and then it was canceled due to rain. I thought that that was a <laughs> I know, that was a high point in the it's it sort of I felt like it was sort of um, <clears throat> sort of a lesson learned in uh, in uh, humility like don't go out there title your show Rain or Shine, you know, that's just asking for trouble. You're tempting the gods there. That was a serious, like, just misnomer. Like, that's just a false yeah, advertising. Yeah, it was foolish. It was foolish. Pride goeth before the fall, as the scriptures say. And uh, and we all know uh, the scriptures, of course. I'm sure everyone listening here today uh, is fully aware that, um, you know, he was suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He uh, descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and someday he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I mean, I know that's not news to anyone, so why even bother reciting it? But, um, you know, because I'm going to be busy on the Sabbath, I'm just taking a little time out of my schedule tonight to, uh, you know, prepare and to praise him. And, uh, you know, find my spiritual center. I feel like the fact that I keep asking you to do interviews means my masochism challenges yours. Mm, Yeah, could be. (laughs) Sitting sitting through a conversation with me is rather torturous, so. It's entertaining as all hell. It's what it is. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, if nothing else, a backhanded compliment, but uh, I will take it. Uh, that was a forehanded compliment. It was a forehanded a compliment. forehanded compliment. I've been watching a lot of tennis. Me. Mm. Yeah, French Open and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pete Sampras still around? He is not. Oh, uh, Andre Agassi? He is retired. He runs, he owns his own school. Mm. Yeah. Like a boarding school? Uh, like, he has a tennis academy, but he has an also just a school in Las Vegas. I, mm. I'm not really sure what qualifications you need to say, I want to open a school. Um, I suspect you just have to not be a pedophile. Uh, well, at least not be a registered pedophile. <laughs> and, uh, have a lot of money. And, uh, you know, the dire dire situation of education in this country is such that they'll probably just be like, you want to open a school? Good Lord, thank you. And then uh, then they find out later that you're a pedophile because, good Lord, why would you want to open a school? But by then, the damage is done. Which is not to say at all that Andre Agassi is a pedophile. Well, I'm not saying it directly, but I'm letting you get there on your own. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm leaving. I'm leaving breadcrumbs, and uh, just like the breadcrumbs <laughs> you left me last year. Um, <laughs> you're asking me to recall a reference that uh, uh, yeah. too far gone. And yet, the things that you do recall, like, are frightening. Yes, uh, last year, 
uh, I went to Dojo Wars, and I went to visit. <laughs> I went to visit uh, you and uh, our good friend, my good friend, your bare acquaintances, at uh, RandomThings.co. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, the frizzy-headed fellow. Yes, yes. What's hmm. his name again? Gary. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Gary, well known, yes. It's an yeah. yeah. <laughs> ironic name because, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's impossible to place, but. <laughs> yes, and uh, on my on my trek there, uh, I found a, uh, a very helpful trail of uh, mini empty alcohol bottles. Oh, now I'm, now I remember this. You've, you've, uh, you've sparked a. Uh, <laughs> you fired up one of those old long dead synapses that's been lying dormant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, it just surged back to life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That was a trail of breadcrumbs only Danny Havoc could leave. Right, right. Yeah, you can usually find me by following <laughs> empty baggies and bottles somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who's wondering if I'm kidding, I'm really not. I, there's a picture of it on my Instagram, which you can find at Wiggy Gator on Instagram. Why are you a gator? Um, my mom called me that. My nickname, mm. my nickname was always Wiggy, and uh, when for they, obvious reasons, for because obvious. of your because of your you know affinity for bouffant style '50s wigs. Exactly. Always, always looking very much like Dolly Parton. <laughs> your, uh, Exactly. That's 100% why. Or 100% uh, mm-hmm. the reason why. Yeah, and she just uh, one day started calling me Wiggy Gator. Mm. So, no For, uh, again, obvious reasons. Exactly. Because of the, uh, you know, the gator skin um, cat suits that you wore in addition to, you know, to the, to the bouffant style. Yeah, it was very, very pop, very Graceland. It's nice. Yeah. Good look. It was, it was a look back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, the day. How I hearken for it. Ah, uh, the day was so great, wasn't it? It was. It was much better than this present mm-hmm. schlock. It's bad enough to consider it schlock? Yeah, it's schlock. Wow. The fetid pit of rancid schlock. Wow. Yeah, that's my, my that's my State of the Union uh, address. Current... <laughs> The current state of things is that. I'm going to tweet that out from you later. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I already did using my mental powers. Did you? You didn't pull yeah, a muscle, it, did you? It's published. Published? Okay. <laughs> that was actually shocking when you were... You were see, this is this has devolved in, from a uh, interview to now we're just talking. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I forget that there's supposed to be recording. There's supposed to be other people listening to this. It's like, yeah, so it's there. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I was watching uh, Airheads last night on VHS, and I haven't watched a VHS in a while, and uh, apparently my VCR <coughs> has uh, fucking sort of, like, the tracking has gone pear-shaped, basically, and it's uh, it's all, like, black and white. Like, it played more or less perfectly, but sans color. And uh, Airheads takes on an incredibly dramatic tone when you remove the, uh, you know, the colorful 90s sort of neon, um, neons from it. And it's just, it's like, it was, you know, Casablanca-esque. It was like watching an entirely new film. It's suddenly like a film noir. 
It was. It was very noir. I noticed she dropped some French in there. A lot of Amer- I I know a lot of Americans who say that use the word sans, and I don't think they have any idea what it actually means. I can tell you who doesn't have any idea what it means is the uh, girl that I <coughs> asked for. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, some, I, I was at a restaurant and I asked for some food item, uh, sans dressing or something, and she was like, uh, "I don't think we have that." What? She thought maybe it was like Thousand Island. I was like, never mind. I, I don't know why I'm speaking to these fucking trogs. Go back to the mines. <laughs> yes. I just, I, I just, I notice that all the time. A lot of people say that. And for anyone who's wondering, and why would you be? But I'm going to tell you anyway. Sans, it's actually sans, S-A-N-S. And it means without in French. So let's say we never talk about nothing. I know. Well, you well, know. Oh, yeah. You know, I keep I keep I keep taking it because I forget periodically that we're like you know recording something. I'm like, why is she telling me all this stuff that I've very obviously uh, you know shown a shown a moderate understanding of? It's very <laughs> condescending. Misfiring synapses of my own. So um, H2O, it's going to be great. H2O is going to be great. It is going to be next Friday night, a week from tonight. I believe 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eight doors open at 7. Bell time So if you're coming eight. from Japan, you need to adjust uh, plus 16 um, and keep that in mind. Yes. Um, all, our, all our Japanese uh, listeners out there are planning to make the trek to Woodbury Heights. Um, keep in mind it's know. not Woodbury proper. No, no. Yeah. Well, actually, it's 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 Woodbury the most proper. It's far more proper than that uh, trash down in the lowlands. <laughs> the swamp people of Woodbury, improper, as I want to call it. Woodbury was actually the first uh, was the first town that I lived in when I moved out east, and uh, so you know I'm a I'm a a former resident, and I have uh, I have the right to call it a piece of shit because. You know, I lived there. I lived through it. You were I a, earned that right. You were a Woodburyan. Mm-hmm. Did uh did you have any run-ins with Woodburyan Heights people? Were there were there gang wars between the two? No, they just wouldn't let me into their clubs. Uh, they they mocked me, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't get to go swimming at their private pool and such. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They all wear uh, ascots, a lot of ascots in Woodbury Heights. So, uh, you know, if you want to blend in when going to the show, be sure to wear an ascot or a neckerchief, some sort of sweater vest, and uh, refer to your friends as Blaine or something like this. Yeah. Ascot. Be sure to wear that ascot under a H2O uh, hoodie that you pick up at randomthings.com. Yes, but over a Nation of Intoxication or Danny Havoc t-shirt, which you also pick up at randomthings.co, I'm basically asking you to blow your entire paycheck um, on, <laughs> on, the, on your wardrobe directly from me. I will wardrobe by Danny. That's what I do now. Yes. I dress, the, I dress the stars. <laughs> He's moved on from wrestling. That's just, it's so passe. Yeah. I'm like uh, Dior or uh, you know some of these other these other folks. I'm trying to think of uh, Versace. <laughs> so yeah, Louis Vuitton. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm like all them. I'm like all them highfalutin mucky mucks. Exactly. You're as highfalutin as it gets. Yep. I drink out of champagne glasses and what have you. Flutes. They have flutes. Not. They. They aren't flutes. They have flutes though. But they. That's how proper folk drink. Yes. With a <laughs> pinky extended. To oh, let you know. Of course. To let you know that they are better than you. That we are old money. I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of grief um, because I'm nouveau riche, you know. And there's a lot of, you know, still it's unfortunate in this day and age. There's still a lot of, uh, <clears throat> still a lot of condescension from like the uh, the Rockefellers and the, uh, you know, the the railroad barons and the various industrialist families tycoons of yesteryear. Uh, they they look down upon me and my uh, my dot com fortune. But you know what? I'm just as good as that. I pull myself up from my bootstraps. Um, with my bootstraps, from my bootstraps, both. Um, mm-hmm. I pulled myself away from my own bootstraps. It's very difficult. Yeah. And I did it all, um, you know, with uh, tenacity and moxie and uh, chutzpah and, mm. uh, yeah, verve. And <laughs> your dot-com empire. I will give you $10 right now if you could tell me the, your website address. <laughs> Well, I think I could do. I really, I really think I could do. But uh, how would you get me that ten dollars? Because I don't have a PayPal. <laughs> Next time I see you. Yeah, uh, they'll probably charge you twenty dollars to mail ten dollars out of Canada. So. Probably, yeah. And it will be ten dollars Canadian. Mm, yes, toonies and loonies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead then and plug your website? We could we could plug all of this good stuff. <laughs> See, shows what you know. You don't have to plug the internet in. It's on all the time. Oh, <sighs> you got me. Yeah, I did. Oh, I thought I could pull one over on you. No, uh, too you, smart. You showed me, Mr. Havoc. That's right. Yes. HTTP colon slash slash in your face. <laughs> As a... That's what they call a sick burn uh, in this day and age. The kids, the kids tell me about it. <laughs> okay, that you know what that was pretty much worth. Like all of their, I hope people, I genuinely hope people listen to this entire thing, but they really need to just to get to that part. <laughs> yeah, and you notice it was sans www because you don't have to type that anymore. Right. Yeah, Rick Clark, don't have to type it anymore. Told you. <laughs> Your your vast knowledge is it's it's a little overwhelming to be around. I got to admit. Yeah, no, I know. I have a lot of problems keeping friends because they're just they're uh, <clears throat> intimidated by my yeah. my uh, huge intellect and knowledge of all topics, from uh, you know tractors to the internet to you know Sheboygan math uh, math yeah all of them all yeah. the maths you know all the maths you know. I can look at a I can look at a flagpole and its shadow and tell you exactly what time the train left the station, and uh, how many slices of pie were left. You know. Oh, oh man. I just I I don't I don't know if we can be friends anymore. This is I I feel a little uncomfortable now. Yeah. No, I do that. I do that. It's uh it's called awe. It's not something you experience. Awe. Yeah, it's not something you experience commonly. Um, but you'll uh you'll get accustomed to it. 
what that warm, tingling, kind of sleepy feeling is. That's the heroin that you injected earlier. Oh, all right. I'm sure yeah. awe mixed. I cut it with awe. Awe with yeah. You know, a lot of the time, heroin gets stepped on with awe. Yeah. In uh, <laughs> it's a shame you can't get real good stuff anymore. It's always always stepped on with something. <laughs> oh Lord, this. I, you, you know what though? I am kind of proud of us for how much wrestling we actually did manage to talk. Yeah, we did. We talked about we talked about all sorts of wrestling. We did. And uh and uh Scott Norton was mentioned, so that's yep. good. It's always good. That's good for the business. Can't go wrong with uh, any interview that mentions Scott Norton. That's so that's yeah. how we're gonna sell this actually. Real real shame uh, to hear about that. Yeah. It was, uh, it tragically was ironic how tragically tragic the titling of tragically is and is now. Tragic existence. It really is. Good, good band though. It's a shame that more people in south of the uh, border, and I don't mean Mexico, south of your border. South of my border. Uh, don't our our shared border. Ah, oh, that didn't didn't mean to get didn't mean to get uh, dirty there with the uh, risque innuendos, but uh, thinly thinly veiled innuendos. But uh, yeah, not a lot of people, not a lot of folk down here uh, seem to be aware of their uh, of their. Greatness. Shame. It, Shame. It, it really is. It really, really yeah. is. I love the Tragically Hip. You're actually the first American I've, I've ever met who knows who they are. No, I'm a man of the world. You clearly are. Or at least North yeah. America. Uh, no, no, no. I know loads about New Zealand and uh, Hobart, Australia. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> That's very particularly. Specific. Particularly well versed on the Falkland Islands. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, very very sad. I'm de- I'm debating whether we leave in the tragically hip star. <laughs> I'll leave it all in. Editing it, editing is like it's all that work, all of that playing, yeah. and stopping and starting. Plus, and- plus, if you take out all of the vitally important context that I give for all the things that I say to make sense, it's all just going to sound like gibberish and nonsense. You can't take away, you know, obviously I, I, I pepper the entire interview with a, with a lot of lead up so that, you know, by the time I, by the time I hit you with the punchline, everything makes perfect sense and no one is at all confused. If you, you know, edit it out, all of that, uh, crucial, crucial context, everyone would just be lost and they think I was some kind of a weirdo whose brain doesn't work right. <laughs> we don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to misrepresent me in that fashion. You don't want to spread crazy rumors. No. No, not at all. So, um, yes. in <laughs> summation. <laughs> in summation. Next H2O. Yes. H2O. Oh, are you going to go or am I going to go? Are we going to oh. talk over each other? It's not going to work. All right, let's do it as if we trade off sentences, but we don't know where we don't have a script. So, you oh. go. Okay. Next Friday, June 10th, Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, at 8 p.m. The sun will come out tomorrow. I was told by a little red-headed orphan girl who seemed adamant about her amateur meteorological skills. And uh, so I guess we should look forward to a uh, day at the beach. Yes. But that night, doors opening at 7 p.m., bell time at 8 the debut show of H2O, 
You can get all the information at h2owrestling.com. Siberia is home to the most coniferous trees uh, on the entire surface of the planet, and the coldest town in the world drops to uh, negative 90 Fahrenheit regularly, uh, smack in the middle of the tundra. And there are still a few tickets available. You can uh, pick them up through the website or on their Facebook page. You can contact Matt Tremont himself, the bulldozer himself, for tickets. Uh, get them before they sell out. This is going to sell out because, damn it, we want it to sell out. The birth name of Genghis Khan was, in fact, Temujin, and he was born uh, to a poor single mother on the steppe region of Mongolia and rose to power uh, so that he could inseminate everyone in uh, the world. And be sure to pick up your H2O shirt or hoodie from randomthings.co and the special edition Kevin Sullivan Matt Tremont shirt also available there. And in summation, uh, vultures can projectile vomit at will to fend off would-be competitors for their carry-in prizes. Exactly. I think we pretty much told them what they need to know. I think that's that's everything anybody could possibly need to know. We just, we squeeze into like an hour. We just, you just don't go to college, kids. You just listen to this. You got it. We nailed it. I don't think anyone is listening. This was going to go to college anyway. We're in any great danger of. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, you can check out uh, all of my old interviews and stuff, including two previous ones with Danny that are ridiculously fun and full of even more random and hilarious facts. Uh, get all of that stuff at pantsfaceradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at WiggyGator. Follow him on Twitter at DannyHavocSite. Check out his website at DeathmatchDrunkard.Wix.com for all kinds of media, cool shit, his schedule, results, lots of pictures that are read. Um, I think that's about it. And most importantly, if you are able to get out to the show next Friday night, Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, the debut show, uh, it was all a dream for H2O Wrestling. Check out their website, follow them on Twitter, go to the show, pick up the D, uh, the MP4 or DVD. Do they still make DVDs? When it comes, oh, what now? <laughs> exactly. Hey, you what's were just the, talking what's about an MP4. VHS. No, I don't know what an MP4 is. Oh, it's uh, it's a um, a digital download of the show. Hmm. And it's. Uh, I'll explain it to you later. All right. I know. I I know about these things. Listen, dot-com billionaire. I I forgot. I apologize. Nouveau Riche. Mm, Yes. Yes. So thank you for for coming out of your rape den. I always appreciate it. It's always so much fun. And uh, this time it's for a very, very fun project. And, guys, please support this. It's uh, it's a lot of cool people involved and a lot of good people involved. And uh, there's not nearly enough good wrestling. And uh, this definitely has the potential to be great. So be sure to check it out next Friday night. 
Yeah, in all in all in all seriousness, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just a bunch of people uh, who are like-minded about uh, having a good time and putting on a good show, and uh, none of the bullshit. We just want to give the fans um, who have been, you know, supportive to them in their individual careers. Just want to give the fans something fun to, they can get into without uh, <clears throat> without having their intelligence insulted or the. Uh, <laughs> the old bait and switch that happens so often. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna give you something fun, and uh, so come check it out, support it. Uh, we will all do our level best to make it the best time we can. And don't forget that uh, you know whenever life gets you down, Don Lapree made his fortune by placing small classified ads in local newspapers, and pretty soon he was a millionaire talking to me from late night television. So stay positive. Uh, keep your chin up. Um, it can happen to you. Exactly. I think that's a All right. lovely way to wrap things up. Muchas gracias, Senor Havoc. Quoi? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back again later.